Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I'm super excited. I have a very special guest. He's been on the podcast before, episode 71, July 2015. I can't believe that's four and a half years ago. Mr. Andrew Kitchell, the CEO and founder of Wheelhouse. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's been too long. We've, we've already promised that we're going to not put a five-year gap between podcasts. So ex- <laughs> excited to talk today. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about revenue management secrets. Uh, you did a training inside the SDR Legends Mastermind uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was absolutely awesome. You crushed it. I learned so much. And, uh, and so that's why I invited you back on the podcast to dive in and uh, provide some value to our listeners, teach them some simple hacks that they can use to increase their revenue in 2021. So I'm excited to dive into that. But uh, before we dive into the actual material, um, I wanted to mention a couple things. Number one, you are actually one of the few hosts that I know that actually started hosting before I did. So that's cool. Plus, you actually you. hosted Brian Chesky. This is I want to hear, how was that experience? It was amazing. Okay, so the... Um this is it. back in 2010 when I started hosting. I actually paid for my first business by hosting on Airbnb. We had, we had kind of a hacker house in San Francisco. A lot of our places were up on uh, Airbnb, but I got a call from Airbnb in the morning and they said, uh, would you be open to hosting Brian Chesky tonight? And I said, that'd be great, you know, open for business. And they called back a little while later and they said, um, I think it was ABC News. They said, ABC News wants to come film Brian staying at your house. Are you okay with that? This is probably more like two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. And I said, that's fantastic. Like, of course, who's, who's going to turn down that opportunity? And then they called back at about 5 p.m. And they said, do you mind cooking breakfast for Brian? So ABC News can film like the breakfast part of Air Bed and Breakfast. This is still back when it was Air Bed and Breakfast, not Airbnb. And it was like, sure. Whatever. So I actually stayed up till probably, you know, midnight prepping this seven course breakfast with mimosas. And we had a great, a great event. I still remember the ABC newscaster looking at me so incredulously saying, you're telling me you rent out your space to strangers to let them stay with you. It's like, absolutely. It's fantastic. And he, he said, why? There are, of course, a ton of reasons. But anyway, that was way back in the day. Brian was a great guest. He stayed, he ended up staying for two nights and wrote a great review and all that kind of stuff. So, and Brian and I, we, we've, we've stayed in touch on and off throughout the years, just as, as we continue to both obviously work in the category, but super nice individual, great guest. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome story. I love that. 
Cool. So let's dive in. You know, uh, pricing is, as far as I know, is the first sort of uh, third party tool that came on the market. You are the first person actually to bring an Airbnb tool, uh, an automation tool to the market. Um, I still remember it because, uh, and, and, and let me know, I think, I think we have a similar background in terms of our education. Uh, I, I studied econometrics. Did you study that as well? I studied history. You studied history? Oh, confusing you so much. But uh, anyway, like when, when I started hosting, one of the first things I did was I was trying to optimize pricing. Because that's actually, my, that was my thesis in university, was optimizing mm-hmm. pricing for all sorts of stuff for airlines and, and stuff like that. So I was very enthusiastic. I was like, well, this is my, this is my terrain. You know, I can calculate the optimal price for this thing. And then I ran into some challenges because of the differences with the airlines and hotels. You have multiple rooms, multiple seats. But when Airbnb, you only have one. You can only sell your, your house once, which that was a big challenge for me. And I, I, I couldn't really figure it out. And so I was like, damn, this is, a, uh, this is a complicated thing. Like, how do I optimally price my Airbnb? I did some calculations and I did some, you know, variations around demand and stuff like that. But then you guys came on the market with the pricing tool and I was like, boom, that is exactly what I need because I, I knew like I am not smart enough to calculate this myself. So that's why I have a special, almost like a special bond with the pricing algorithms because it was yeah. such a big relief for me when, when the software was, uh, came to market. So that's just a, an introduction. Let me just say one thing there because yeah. definitively you and other people are smart enough to do revenue management, right? It's um, the part where the algorithm and where machines come in is there's just so much data, right? So it, in... Uh, you kind of mentioned some of the challenges of the short-term rental space and pricing the short-term rental space. I'm sure we'll dive into more of the more of those lately because it's it's interesting. In 2021, what has gone from the challenges of of what of kind of like how do you design an algorithm for short-term rental space, ironically, are going to be put our our algorithms better positioned than hotel algorithms going forward. And we're, we can talk about that a little bit today. But there are a lot of eccentricities to the system or to kind of the short-term rental space, which means you couldn't take a hotel or flight revenue management model and just slap it onto the short-term rental category. Because you're exactly right, which is you just described, um, you know, in the hotel space, you have a portfolio of rooms to rent up. In the short-term rental space, as soon as your home is booked, it's booked. You can't make any more money. (laughs) So it's super hard to get it right. But just the breadth of um, uh, properties, the uniqueness of every single property, uh, this is like one of the best kind of applications or best fields where I've seen an application of like data and data science out there, right? So much diversity of supply, so much data. Um, like we're not joking when we say that when you look at, when you look at, let's take Amsterdam, how many listings are there in Amsterdam right now? I don't know, like tens and tens of thousands, right? Yeah. Probably 10,000 or so. Right. And then you look at every single attribute that each of those properties have, which, you know, call it 32 attributes, everything from a hairdryer to a porch, patio, parking, Wi-Fi, et cetera. And then you look at their calendar for 365 days. And then you look back four years at their booking history. And all of a sudden you realize there's just a massive amount of data you need to look at to discern how should you price every single property. So great problem for the machines <laughs> combined with a human center strategy. That, that's, that's just why this is like such a fun problem to work on, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So let's dive into some uh, some simple hacks that we can use to, you know, to to make a little bit of sense of this massively complicated uh, problem. First of all, let's uh, let's talk about mastering your market. Sure. Key demand drivers. 
Sure, sure, sure. So what we'll cover today, uh, what we'll walk through in the next section is like, we're going to talk about kind of the three areas where I would say you can make up a lot of money in, especially in 2021. And the three key demand drivers, when I think about mastering your market, what I'm really suggesting is that there, there are a few key demand drivers that are relatively easy to understand about your market. And if you understand them well, you can look forward at your calendar and kind of set your calendar up for success. So when we're thinking about market mastery, we're saying, let's figure out our seasonality curve, kind of the slow moving curve within your market that impacts your whole market. So you can think of summer or winter, whatever season drives demand within your market, that seasonality curve is one. The second curve to understand well for your market is the day of week curve, right? So this is kind of looking at what is the mix of business travel versus leisure travel in some markets. In some markets, it's understanding when are people arriving? Are they showing up on Thursday and now staying through Monday? Everyone's day of week curve has probably shifted quite a bit during COVID, right? So what is that day of week curve that you can kind of leverage to both you know, maximize revenue, but also capture bookings, right? And then the third curve to understand which is less of a curve and more of almost like an erratic thing that jumps around is your lo our local events. Mm. And the way I like to think about local events is they are the hardest to get right, but they definitively provide the most juice, right? They're, they're examples of customers that we've had in Austin or other markets where you have these really large big events like South by that will literally in a week make as much as they make in six months or a year, right? That's, that's so aberrant that if you price that incorrectly, you miss out on your best days. So uh, those are the three curves, seasonality, day of week, and local events that are important to get right to set your calendar up for success. Should I dive in more to some of like kind of how we figured those out or? Yeah, yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll touch on the, the simple tools that people can use to, you know, to do an estimate around that. I just wanted yeah. to mention like, cause I think you mentioned a really good point with when it comes to local events, and obviously there's not that many local events now, um, but it only, to me, that seems like it's only more important to to take a look at them because you want to know when they're back. You want to know when the when the local events are back because no one's really paying attention to them now, right? So right. just to kind of confirm your point is uh, I remember in, in Amsterdam back in the day, like six years ago, when uh, I first started using automated pricing, it was charging really, really high rates in September, in the first week of September, like almost double what I was charging normally. And I had no idea why. And so I looked into it, turned out there was a doctor's conference in Amsterdam in the first week of September. And there was like 20,000 doctors from all around the world that fly in and doctors have money to spend typically, right? So I let the algorithm, you know, charge those prices and I immediately had a record month. And, and that's when I was immediately convinced of, you know, the value of a, of a pricing app. Yeah, it's really powerful. And, and, and when I think about local events, there's a couple other things included in it, right? So it's, it's holidays, right? So yes, it's the concert, it's the conference, it's the festival, but it, holidays as well are thought of as kind of local events. And then the other thing that you just noted, which is think of that local event detector as it's just like, at least with our algorithm or kind of our system, it's, it's kind of like you're constant running alert to see what, what's happening near you, what bookings are popping up. And all of these markets right now coming out of COVID, people are gonna start traveling at aberrant times, right? And if you think about it, like the seasonality curve for years has been very easy to predict, right? We know roughly when people wanna visit San Francisco. You know roughly when people wanna visit Tahoe or Amsterdam or, or Melbourne or wh whatever market it is, right? And the day of week too, it doesn't 
change that much. Those are very stable curves. But what we're about to see probably post-COVID is every demand pattern is off. So this local event detector that we had to build and that, you know, others have been working in the short-term rental space, how do you kind of find those local events near these properties and determine how much demand is going to be driven? All of a sudden, that can be applied to all sorts of these new kind of booking patterns that wouldn't have been predicted in the past, right? So all the strange systems we built to determine like, yes, that doctor's conference is going to drive double demand can now be applied just to whatever new erratic booking pattern emerges that'd be very difficult for an individual to, to kind of figure out on their own. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, uh, that's kind of that's fun. That's kind of exciting, actually, really cool. to see all this, all this stuff uh, being messed around. But yeah, that's cool, man. Let's dive into some of the little tools that people can use to figure out, you know, get the 80-20 at least right for, for these uh, trends and key market drivers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the tool I recommended and recommend for seasonality is called WeatherSpark. WeatherSpark. So this is a free tool. And what I like about it is you can go and you can just look at, there's like, there's an extreme correlation with temperature and travel to your market, right? And that does, doesn't mean just high temperature equals more travelers, but like, obviously that's going to, temperature, you can discern kind of when, when is your sun and snow season, right? So uh, WeatherSpark is a free tool that you can go look at kind of what is your seasonality curve. Uh, they actually have a tourism score on there too. So this is free. It's available. There's a ton of data to dive into. That's pretty cool. Obviously, the only thing I would caveat there is your seasonality curve might not translate into bookings on your supply, right? So let's say you have a one-bedroom in a, in a market that has, you know, is attracting a lot of families during the high season. Well, maybe your one bedroom actually doesn't sell very well. So you still need to kind of get more granular with seasonality data, but that is one way. So WeatherSpark is a tool. On our, on, on Wheelhouse, we obviously have the market report where you can just come in and you can see your seasonality curve. You can slice it by a bunch of things. That's free too, right? So there are free tools. There are other kind of ways to get around it, but I would probably hone in on, hone in on the free tools first. That's going to be good enough to, again, like we're still in this phase of market mastery setting your calendar up for success. We're, we're going to talk about reacting to local demand patterns that emerge and kind of pacing later. But in the first part, when you want to get your calendar set up for success, you can check out yeah, either WeatherSpark or Wheelhouse and figure out kind of what's the right general demand curve to put on your property. Got it. Awesome. So that for seasonality, um, what are some tools for the day of the week and the local events? Okay. So day of week, a tool that I like is just Google, in my opinion, has is the best at showing the graphs of what I would look for is flight schedules. Like, look, you can you can call a hotel too. You can call a local hotel and say, tell me about your day of week. Or you can ping a local revenue manager online, you know, go look up someone on LinkedIn, find a revenue manager at a local hotel, ask them what patterns they're seeing. Often people are pretty friendly. And a good revenue manager actually wants you pricing well. They know that stratification of supply and accurate pricing enables them to price their supply aggressively, right? So some might say no, but if you keep calling them, they're going to say yes, and they're going to tell you the day week patterns that they see. But if you want to just go to the data, go to Google Flights, look three months ahead, basically wait until you get rid of all the uh, near-term price hikes or price cuts that are taking place. So I, I always say go three or four months ahead, and you'll start to see a regular repeating curve on the flight prices coming into town. And what you'll probably see is something like if you're an urban market, you'll see that on Tuesday, Wednesday, prices are lower. On Thursday, they increase and they stay high through Friday, Saturday. They dip a little bit on Sunday. And that right there is telling you your curve. 
right? It's roughly when are travelers arriving and when are they leaving? And then you can uh, figure out how to price your spot. So that's a free tool, Google Flights. Again, go to Wheelhouse Market Reports, also free. We'll tell you your day and week pattern as well. Slice by inventory type because it is different by inventory type. And there you go. Now, wait, the, so sorry, the Wheelhouse Market Data, is you're, you're offering that for free now? It is free, yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It's pretty cool too, right? Because I think all the tools I'm suggesting, whether, whether Spark, Google Flights, again, they're really good for general, mm-hmm. kind of general patterns. The more specific you can get, the better. So um, yes, we'll allow you to slice and dice your data by top performers, by inventory type, so home, apartment, whatever it is, by size of the space. Uh, obviously, we have more slices of the data coming there, but yes, that's free. You can go to your overview page. You can see your occupancy trends over time. You can see a whole bunch of information over time. It's free. So I think it's just a much more granular approach is probably going to be more helpful and is based on data about the short-term rental space specifically. Yeah, for sure. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. As a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. Awesome, man. That's, that's awesome that you're providing that uh, information for free. I'm definitely going to check that out. So let's see, we covered uh, Day of the Week. What's that? Local events. Yeah. And before I say, okay. before I say that, I, I, one question, because I remember yeah. back in the day what I did, in Amsterdam, as I, I was just looking at uh, booking.com, I would look at the hotel prices and I would say like, hey, the hotel nearest in my neighborhood, if, if that hotel is charging a lot for Thursday nights versus Friday nights, then apparently Thursday is a, I should be pricing higher too. Is that, is that a good way of thinking or no? Great way to do it. Yes. You, you, can, you can definitely do that. Um, I mean, you could obviously go to Airbnb and find the top property and see how they're pricing or top performing property. I, I think with local events, it's almost like the more sources of data, the better, mm. right? Because in truth, hotels aren't even going to pick up um, some local events and, and hotel pricing, hotel revenue management, because they have a portfolio of rooms to sell, a local event could pop up near them and they could sell two or three rooms and bump the rest of their portfolio. They've got that leniency, mm-hmm. right? Short-term rentals often don't. Individual short-term rent properties, if you're booked, you're booked. So therefore, it's, it's a little bit of a different art where like, yes, you can leverage uh, information on booking.com or, you know, any hotel. Again, you could probably even call them and tell them one of the big, one of the big events. You can go to your conference. Your, should you have a conference center near you? Easy to go to that. Uh, you could, again, go look at some flight information. Um, I think the one that I suggested checking out, which, you know, applies to a lot of big markets and is kind of interesting and fun is, is actually the Ticketmaster site. So if you go to Ticketmaster and search for events near you, you can and sort by relevance. They will tell you all the biggest upcoming events. 
So you're going to go find the conferences on your conference website. You're going to find your kind of festivals and big events where, where you know, Ticketmaster is trying to, they're only going to represent something if it's a big event. You can go to hotels. I would say for local events, a plethora of data is your advantage. Is your advantage. And like, we're, again, we're still in the phase where we're setting our calendar up for success. So you can go to all these data sources ahead of time. We're going to talk about how occupancy and booking patterns actually can be translated later, but you're just setting your calendar up for success. So go find any data sources that show you events near you far in the future, and you can go price those days higher. And as the stay days approach, should you not book out, it's easier to drop your rates. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Right. You just yeah, don't want to sure. be the first in the market to book. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I've made a mistake once where I forgot to adjust my, uh, my new year's Eve night. There you go. And, and it was because it was a way in the future, you know, it was like nine months before and, uh, and somebody booked it and I was like, damn, I can't cancel it. Cause then, you know, lose super host status and all that stuff. So, and by the way, I looked, I looked at Ticketmaster and it's definitely a website you want to take a, keep an eye on now because, uh, you'll see like a lot of events are canceled, but I think it's worth it checking it out every week just to see like, hey, when are they scheduling it now? And, you know, cause then the moment, you know, they, they won't cancel it. Um, the moment those events are actually going on, then you'll, you know about it. Right, right. Yeah, and, and like, you know, think about some of this stuff like wedding weekends are huge for some areas. Hmm. That information is not posted on online. Right, so there, there are big local event domain drivers that are just hard to discover. So there, there, there are just a plethora of things you can do to look at for large, for big events near you. Um, but yes, important to have a lot of data sources, Ticketmaster, uh, your local event discovery, even Facebook has events. Like there's a good amount of, you know, spending an hour to figure this out in your neighborhood or your area, what, where, what's the best source for local events is well worth it. Got it. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next section. I know we can talk about this stuff for hours. Um, yeah. but, uh, one, one section I really like in, in your training is, uh, is react first and win. Yeah. Tell us about that part. That sounds exciting. Sure. Okay, great. So in that first section, we just talked about getting your calendar set up for success. And really what that is, is that is using what in uh, a wheelhouse we call a predictive model, right? You look at historical patterns, seasonality day of week, and upcoming information that you can glean and say, how should my calendar be set up for success? The reality is once booking starts to emerge in your calendar, that's the real signal, right? The way to think about it is the market is the ultimate source of truth. Meaning um, when you respond fast and win, what we're doing is we're saying, okay, well, the whole market set their calendar up in a particular way, but now that bookings are about to emerge, what can we learn from those bookings so that we adjust our calendar properly? Right. So respond fast and win. There, there, there are a couple parts of it. One is being a pacing pro. Right. So this is understanding what is the lead time in your market? When do places usually book out? Again, we already mentioned you don't want to be the first to book. And well, you should pat yourself on the back if you're the last to book in market. If that's consistently your strategy, it's very risky. <laughs> it's very risky. Right. You don't want to be the last market. So you, you want to kind of figure out what is the lead time? On your property so our place is booking 50 days out 30 days out 20 days out 10 days out what percentage of bookings occur in those time windows and then figuring out well how does my place sell do i sell does my market book at 30 days out and i book at 80 well okay guess what you're you're way underpriced you're way underpriced or does my market you know usually sell at 30 days and i'm selling you know i'm i'm clean, closing most of my rooms 50 percent of my rooms in the last two nights like okay that's great 
but super risky again. So you want to become a pacing pro in the sense that you want to understand what is a normal lead time for your market and how does your property perform? And again, this is a section I would say extremely hard to do this without software. Just like for all intents and purposes, not possible. <laughs> not possible because once you start, because like your lead time isn't there. Yes, we'll give you, uh, there are generalized lead times for markets that are relatively easy to discern, but an eight bedroom home has a far different lead time than a one bedroom home, right? If you're, if you're selling your eight bedroom home with three days to go, you don't want that guest showing up at your door. That is a party showing up at your home because what group, what group of eight families or eight friends plans three days before an event? No way. So your, your lead time is way different and your neighborhood is going to have a different lead time, right? Your places with pools are going to have different lead times than places with not pools because in the summer, those places are going to book first. So there's so many ways to slice and dice that data, right? When you think about all the uniqueness of the, of the short-term rental space, that lead time is a really, really hard thing where like you can trust the machines for this type of stuff. Again, Wheelhouse is a free market report. You can come slice and dice your lead time for free. Now, going and looking at your pacing, the way to think about pacing on an individual property this is where things get really interesting in the short-term rental space, in my opinion. So in the short-term rental space, obviously, if your day books, you're 100% booked. And if your day doesn't book, you're 0% booked. So how do you pace a property that's either, you know, with a binary outcome? And, and the way we do it, the way we thought about it is we pace your month. So we want to know what percentage of your month is booked. And we want to know the percentage of your month, you know, are 30 days out, are you 50% booked? And your market is also 50% booked, then we know you're pacing well. So when you don't have a portfolio of rooms, what Wheelhouse can do is it can make your market, your neighborhood, and your comp set your portfolio and figure out where to sell you within that kind of uh, the right time, right? And we'll tell you if you're underpriced or overpriced. You can obviously control everything, right? You might want to book out earlier. That's just the way you want to run your business. Great. You might want to take more risk. You can do that too. So you can set all these controls, but pacing pro is, uh, is a really important thing. Hotels, hotels make a mint with this. So it's obviously incredibly important, but a hard thing to get right, particularly in the short-term rental space. That's part one. Too much on that. Any questions on, on that section? No, I mean, that's, uh, that's really clear. That's really clear. And I agree with you. That's something that's really, really hard to define if you don't have that data. Cause I mean, the seasonality and stuff, yeah, you can look at those little tools, but how do you know, how many days out a certain percentage of demand hits the market. That, right. That's hard to estimate, you know? Super hard. So basically what we're talking about, there are two demand models. You have a predictive demand model and a reactive demand model. And you can imagine, because I'm explaining it this way, this is actually how our system works. Now, hotel revenue management systems, they really weren't forced to build a reactive model. We, we were, right? So in our space, we were, because again, we're, we had to pace your property against the market. So we have, to, we have to see how the market is booking every single day. Hotels usually are pricing against a comp set. They're usually relying on historic data and they're usually relying on kind of that portfolio of rooms, right? Again, if they sell their first 10 rooms way sooner than they did last year, they bump their rates. There's no risk. It's way safer, way safer. So in our space, our hands were tied. We had to build an effective reactive model to actually price your inventory well. So we put a massive amount of resources into it and ran a ton of A-B tests and kind of figured out like, what is the right way? Like how, how much do we respond to booking patterns when they emerge? So I will go on a limb here. I think we all have this probably the most advanced reactive model in the world across hospitality, right? Hotel groups are reaching out to us right now saying, we don't have this and we want it. 
can you help us out? It's a kind of fluke of like the short-term rental space was kind of set up in such a way that we had to build these systems and now they're, now they're ready for success. So the second part of pacing, of, of kind of being, uh, kind of responding rapidly. So obviously we have the pacing pro and then we have the demand detective, right? So this is now, you know, we predicted what events were going to happen in our market. We took a guess at how the holidays would be, et cetera. We've done a good job of setting up our calendar. Now we need to actually look at booking patterns and say, well, are people actually booking? Because we all know that this year there are a bunch of big events that you would have been wise to adjust your calendar for. And all of a sudden, in the course of a couple of weeks, they disappeared. And it's the most dramatic example ever of the market being the ultimate source of truth. But obviously, if you're still pricing on what you thought the market was going to do, you're out of luck, right? So reacting is really critical. And you can do this as an individual. And you can do this by going again to your free market report on Wheelhouse and looking for where is occupancy today in my market and what is it expected to be, right? So we'll show you basically how your market is actually evolving. And it might be different than what we thought but you can, you can look at it anytime for free. Uh, you could look around you generally at uh, kind of, if you looked far in the future at like Airbnb, you can see how many roughly listings are available on a particular day versus normal, but that's, that's harder to do now. So being a demand detective is really looking at your market data on a regular basis and saying, okay, the market, even the, you know, New Year's is gonna be really slow this year or Thanksgiving is gonna be really a high demand this year. Whatever it is, whatever data signal you can pick out and making adjustments to your pricing as we go. Now, of course, way easier to automate. Way easier to automate. Now, you still want to have a practice of every week reviewing your market and trying to discern what's happening near you. Definitively, yes. You know, especially if you're able to, to zoom in on a comp set, super easy to, you know, very valuable to see who's booking for, for what particular days. But right now, I would say being a demand detective means figuring out, okay, I don't care what you thought the event was going to do. What's it actually doing right now? And responding to that. Uh, and that's where data is just insanely helpful. Awesome, man. Um, one thing I want to touch on is, because in my opinion, that's something that Wheelhouse does really, really well. And I think it's very user-friendly because of this feature is the feature where you can set, you can select your own risk because you, you touched on risk. And, and that's a really important topic because, you know, I, I remember I would talk to hosts like six, seven years ago and they would tell me like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm almost 100% occupied all the time. So they feel like, oh, I'm making the most of my unit, you know? And then yeah. I would argue, I would say like, well, if that's the case, then I think you can increase your prices. And they would look at me and be like, well, I'm happy with this. You know, I don't want to increase my prices and, and risk not getting booked. And, and then I started realizing, I was like, okay, well, I guess not everybody wants to optimize their profit necessarily. Some people are just happy with almost, almost like a more of a long-term rental model where it's like, I know I'm going to get 90% booked because my prices are so low. I know I'm going to get X amount of money every single month. And I'm, I'm happy with that. I don't want the variance that comes with a higher profit. Yes. So I was like, okay, that's cool. And, and you know, that's what I noticed when I first looked at Wheel. I was, I was like, oh, you guys actually give people that option saying like, hey, do you want to really maximize your profit and take some risk? Or do you want to go the middle way? Or do you want to be really risk averse and just have kind of like an almost guaranteed amount of money every month? Yeah. Do you mind if I expand on that just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Go for it. Yeah. So the feature you're talking about, uh, we, we've always described as personalized pricing and fundamental to Wheelhouse, even though we just talked about all the data and kind of software that we can bring to help you out. The reality is a pricing engine in and of itself is, is not enough. 
right? You have to have an individual with a certain strategy and goals setting some parameters for the machine, right? Or I'd highly recommend it. You don't have to. We'll actually do a pretty good job if you don't. But like, for example, we talk to people who say, look, you know, I have found that in my market, if for guests who pay me less than $100 a night, they don't respect my property as much. So I don't care if I could drive occupancy a little bit more. I'm not going to drop below a certain point. So that's where min pricing comes in. Then you'll talk to an operator who said, look, or an example of an operator who says, look, I've got a team that I need to take care of. So I need to get to a guaranteed amount of revenue off of my property stack that once I make 20,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 a month, I need that to make sure my business can operate and then I'll take more risk after that, right? So we see all sorts of things. We see people who's like, hey, I wanna take a lot of risk around events or I wanna take a lot of risk far in the future, but if I'm not booked out as state aids approach, I wanna drop my rates dramatically. So already what you're hearing is there all these strategies that the best thing to do is to put excellent controls that are easy to use in the hands of operators. And yes, you mentioned we have a, for every setting, so seasonality settings, you can come in and adjust every month. You can take more risk in January or more risk in a particular season, super easy. You can take more risk on weekends. You can take you know, more risk with last minute discounting or less. You can play that more conservatively. Whatever you wanna do, all these controls, I think we have, I don't know, long-term discounting, all these different strategies that we have, there are really simple kind of set it and forget it strategies, which are recommended, aggressive, or conservative, or you can fully customize them. And it's just a way to, uh, it's kind of a recognition that uh, Wheelhouse can do our job best if you come in and tell us what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, man. That makes a whole lot of sense. Cool, dude. Thank you so much for, for coming on. We already covered a lot. Again, we can, we can talk for hours, but I'm sure we'll have you back at some point. Um, but just to summarize, you know, what we all talked about and some advice for the people that are listening, I think number one, do not set the same price for every single night. That's Definitely the not. biggest mistake you can make. You're losing out at least 30, 40% in my opinion. Number two is use data that you can get for free because there's no... There's yeah. no, I mean, there's, it's a, a no brainer, right? So wheelhouse provides amazing data. As you mentioned, it's for free. So recommend people use that. Uh, or you want to play around with those other tools like Google flights and weather spark uh, that you mentioned Ticketmaster. Um, but really, if you want to really optimize prices, highly recommend using wheelhouse and Andrew, you're going to give the listeners a, uh, an exclusive discount that we actually just made up before we recorded this podcast. So, we did. We did. So if, if you come to Wheelhouse, use wheelhouse.com and enter the referral. When you sign up, it'll ask for a referral code. If you enter the referral code PAD, P-A-D, pretty easy to remember, you're going to get 50% off your first month, 50, 50% off your first month. So we'd love to have you aboard. Obviously, there's a ton more to learn. Jasper, do you mind if I, sh I share one more thing? Because I think this is really critical for going into 2021. Absolutely. Okay. It's funny because I, I, I bury the lead in my revenue management presentation, which is a longer, longer show. And Jasper has a great video that he can share with you all. But there's something that uh, I've been talking to everyone about get, making sure you get right in 2021. And that is in many, many markets, the length of stay has changed pretty dramatically. And minimum stays are going to be your best friend right now. So when a lot of stays in market are going to 10, 20, 30 days, and then those, you know, people come and stay with you for 10 days, but they extend for another 20 days because we have these very flex travel patterns emerging. Minimum stays are really important because if someone comes and books a two-day stay in the middle of a 30-night block, you just lost the ability to sell that. And there's a tool that Wheelhouse has called Dynamic Minimum Stays. 
that allows you to, A, we're going to allow you to look at the average length of stay in your market for free on your market report. And B, we're going to allow you to set up minimum stays. So in the far future, you could have a long minimum stay. Say, you know, 100 days out, you could have a 10-night minimum stay. And then it will dynamically adjust as it comes closer. And should two 10-day bookings emerge and you have a five-day block between, our system will automatically reset that. Now that five-day block to a five-night minimum stay. It's a dynamic minimum stays combined with your lead time in a rapidly shifting market. I think this is like literally the most important thing everyone can do in 2021. It's, it's almost impossible to see it not improving your revenue, truly. So it's a really cool thing. I'd love to talk about it more at some point. I know there's a video that you have that we talk about it more, but that is like my message to everyone this year is go figure out the length of stay in your market and how it's changed and figure out how to get your minimum stays right. And you're going to make more money in 2021 than you did in 2020. That is so valuable, that customizable minimum stay. I can't tell you how many times I've messed around with my minimal stays. And the, the challenge I always ran into was, I want to set this minimum stay for this particular week, but I don't want it to be for the whole, my whole calendar, right? So yes. that is incredible. That is super valuable for sure. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, thanks again for, for jumping on, Andrew. This was awesome. I'm sure everybody learned a lot from this. And uh, if you want to start using Wheelhouse, take Andrew up on his offer. Um, we just made it up. This is, a, this is a one-time offer you can't find anywhere else. 50% off your, your first month. Uh, use the code PADPAD. And with that, we are going to finish up this podcast. So, Andrew, thank you again. And to the listeners, thank, thank you. you for listening. I hope this was helpful. And uh, see you next week. Get paid for your pad. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the SCR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.